on this episode of AV Week, AVISPL has picked up another company. SEN has listed the top 50 integrators in the U.S. And how do you keep customers happy? All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Kramer Electronics. This is AV Week, episode 275, recorded Friday, December 2nd, 2016. We value you. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. Good afternoon, good evening, whatever you're listening to this fine pro- bot- pro- podcast. Easy for me to say. Uh, thank you so much for doing so. First and foremost, my buddy, pal, uh, one of my mentors and the guy who can rock a purple shirt better than anybody I know. His name is Brock McGinnis from Westbury National. How are you, sir? It's a great day to be in the AV business, Tim. It, it is indeed. It is indeed. Uh, also with us, um, Sean Robinson. Uh, he works for AMX by Harman, by Samsung, by God. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Tim? I am well. I am well. Uh, and last but not least, he's a newbie, so be nice to him. Uh, <laughs> please. Otherwise, he won't come back. Uh, his name is Raid Hansen. He is the president and founder of Trixio. How are you, sir? I'm great. Good job. Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. We have an interesting uh, geographic mix today. Uh, Reed is in, is in Colorado. Uh, Brock obviously is up in Toronto. I shouldn't say obviously, but Brock is up in Toronto. And uh, Mr. Robinson is in Texas, and I'm in beautiful, um, um, I almost said Midwest. Yeah, Denver sometime Midwest, but St. Louis is where I is. Okay, so um, as sometimes happens, not very often in the AV industry, sometimes happens, breaking news happens. And we had a little bit of breaking news happen in the last day. Um, will uh, come to us from uh, this story specifically. Will come to us from Business Wire, quote unquote. AVISPL uh, completes acquisition of Anderson Audio Visual. Uh, this from uh, Dateline Miami. Uh, AVISPL, a leading global. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, HIG Capital, a leading global private equity investment firm with more than twenty billion dollars of equity is pleased to announce that its portfolio company, AVISPL, has acquired Anderson Audiovisual. Brock, we're going to start with you on this. Um, I I would say that I thought that AVISPL was done growing. Obviously, they're not. Um, And you grow two ways, either through merger and acquisition, or you grow by growing your business. And HIG, the company that owns AVISPL, obviously, is is choosing both both of those tactics. what does this say about uh, AVISPL and obviously HIG and, and the bullishness in which they see the AV industry? I think it's fantastic, and I'm sure that there are a lot of uh, company owners uh, uh, who applauded the acquisition. Um, I, obviously, when you become a six or seven hundred million dollar company, it gets uh, much more difficult to grow organically by 10, 12, 15%. And so the way that companies of that scale 
uh, start to grow is through acquisition. And I, I don't know if ABI SPLs or, or HIG's primary reason for purchasing Anderson was uh, for the incremental revenue growth or for the geographic growth in Southern Ontario or Southern uh, California, which of course is a very hot market. But um, I, I think it's a great thing. I, uh, you know, they've watched uh, a couple of their competitors uh, get quite a bit larger uh, over the course of the past year, and they're not resting on their laurels. Uh, they're going to continue to be number one. Sean, you and I have talked about this both on the air and, and, and off the air, how this transition happens. Uh, I don't know Anderson's uh, business intimately, so we're going to talk about some overarching things. When one company buys another, and let's say that you are partners with one, but maybe not another, I'm going to make go out on a way far limb here and say that ABI SPL, I'm certain, sells AMX on some level. They are a Harman uh, integrator, a channel See, partner. There you Absolutely. go. Um, how does that work? I mean, is it something where and how quickly, I guess, does it work with sure, so, integrating the two? Oh, uh, from from a from the perspective of being integrated? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it depends on the size of the organizations and the cultures and things like that. The way it worked with AMX coming into Harmon, first is the honeymoon year, which means that you're pretty much running your show. You have your plans. If you're hitting your plan, everybody just kind of, you know, is hands off. And then the second year, it starts the, okay, here's the ERP system, here's the processes, and they start integrating in like that, and there's some additional changes there. Um, but it, it depends on, again, the cultures of the organizations, the size of the organization that you're acquiring, and and what they're doing right, and uh, and, and there's some best practice sharing too, right? So, but uh, yeah, so it differs, but from, from our perspective, AMX being the size that we were coming into Harmon, first year was pretty much hands-off. Second year, you start more fully integrating. Well, and then now take it from the, the, the other side, which is where you were going originally, from the manufacturer side, dealing with these two companies and how getting product and, and training and stuff like that, if need be. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And in this particular case, Anderson is a, is a fantastic uh, Harmon channel partner, and so is AVISPL. So um, now... You know, over time, Anderson will be, of course, Anderson will have access to ABISPL's pricing. You know, ABISPL buys at a pretty large scale. So um, there's some supply chain efficiencies for Anderson and ABISPL in this in this particular instance, I'm sure. Right. Reed, uh, from your perspective, uh, Trixio is a software company uh, primarily. Um, same kind of thing. Uh, Sean mentioned getting access to, to certain uh, pieces of software and, and how you integrate that. Walk me through that and, and working with, you know, merging two companies and two software packages and two procurement uh, systems. Right. I mean, there's always a, a more predominant tool that is uh, adopted, whether that is, I mean, it, it obviously depends on the size of the company and, you know, the culture and um, the, the people behind the software and uh, what kind of support, what worked, what hasn't. And um, it kind of gives both companies really a, a chance to get rid of things that they were emotionally attached to that uh, they can now say, oh, well, that was probably not a very good idea. But because we did it wrong so long, it's now is a good reason to change. And nobody has to be the bad guy other than the acquisition, the acquisition itself. So. So you're saying that there are things that people do just because they, they've always done it that way, and, and that's a good time to get rid of All it. All the time. All, <laughs> All the right. time. 
We see it every day, all day. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's 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 kind of turn slightly because this is a story we actually already had scheduled uh, before this acquisition was finalized, uh, and it is it's one of the favorite one of my favorites to do on a yearly basis. Uh, our good friends over at, at SCN and, and Lindsay Adler is a fabulous editor. Um, every year, SCN looks at the top 50 integrators in the AV industry. Before we go down this list, I want to highlight the fact that this is self-reported. Okay, um, obviously they don't you know they don't hack into your systems. They don't do you know nefarious things to find out how much money you made this year. This is self-reported. Okay. Um, most of these folks are privately held, so they're, they're not, you, you can't exactly, you know, like Harman is a publicly traded company. I could go, I could become a stockholder, and I could go in and, and delve down and see how much they made. Extron and Crestron are not. They're privately held, so you, you really have no way in, unless um, you, you listen to what they say, how much they make. So first, let's, let's just take a real quick look at the top five, and you want to get the whole... Uh, list that we'll put a link on on the website. So you have AVISPL, shocker of shocks, right? A uh, company that continues to grow, uh, backed by a, a very good investment firm. Uh, Diversified, Whitlock, AVI Systems, and CCS Presentation Systems. Um, Sean, from your standpoint, both from a, a manufacturer as well as somebody who's been in the industry, you know, first of all. How big of a deal is it to get on this list in general? Granted, there are fifty companies here, right? And and yeah, I think everybody will share this. I mean, as a private company, and you know, AMX was private there for a while under private equity. A long time, um, yeah. Yeah, it 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 is uh, truly. There's a lot of risk if you and depend on how you view the you know your competitive um, uh, landscape and what you want to convey and what not right and what what the benefit of doing that is SDN is a very widely distributed um, uh, trade magazine and so and very well respected and so you know again uh, some of these companies believe that it's 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 worthwhile to go do to show their size right um, so for the ones that do it great and other ones it's it's a decision that each company has to make on their own. All right, Brock, um, I, one of my good friends, uh, he and I were talking about a year ago, and they are not on this list. Let me just put it that way. I'm not going to say who this, this company is, and they could be, uh, just knowing the company, knowing how much they, they make on a yearly basis, and, and they choose not to be, right? Why would you, if you could be in this group, right, uh, why would you choose not to be a, as an integrator be associated with with these other fifty? Um, I I I think that uh, Sean brought up a very good point about risk um, and risk in a competitive environment. Um, we are a private company. Uh, we've had many discussions over the years about whether we should put our name forward to be on that list because we're solidly on that list uh, with the. Uh, in, in terms of the scale of the business um, and uh, decided that it really didn't do us any good in front of our customers. Oh. Um, we're, we're not in the ego business. Um, our vendors know exactly how much business that we do uh, and, and where we're positioned uh, as a customer of theirs. Um, you know, there are years uh, we're the largest customer of one vendor or another, you know, in the company, a country or the market in which we operate. Um, 
and uh, and so we we've really looked at it from the customer perspective. Uh, it's the same reason that you know we've never put our name on fastest growing lists or um, anything like that. Uh, we're pretty conservative people, and uh, somebody a lot smarter than me once asked me the question: Do you want to be rich or do you want to be famous? <laughs> and and. Uh, this is all about being famous, um, and uh, and that is publicity. We don't, uh, you know, we, the type of publicity we're not specifically seeking. Um, I'm glad you brought up the self-reporting uh, comment. There are a few of those businesses that we're um, quite familiar with, and uh, quite surprised <laughs> to see the numbers that they report. Well, I mean, okay, yeah. Let, let, yes, you could fudge your numbers. And I don't think that Lindsay exactly asked to see your books. Um, right. But yeah, is does is it really come down to ego? I, I have no idea. I mean, obviously, I was a little surprised on, on some of the placement of some of them, right? Uh, I was not surprised to see. Uh, there wasn't really a, a huge surprise on there. Um, I'm trying to think of the, read through all 50. There's not really a surprise on there. I was surprised at some of the policing, right? Yeah, this person over that person. Reed, take the other side of this, and, and you know what? What are some of the benefits of being on a list like this, whether it's manufacturer side or or integrator side? I think the benefits would be the. I mean, yes, fame is definitely part of it. Um, you know, being able to show your peers that you're. Uh, you're a large enough company to handle that next larger job that you're going for. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of um, your administrative assistant or whoever does your marketing. They're like, oh, no, we need to be on this list. And then you're on that list, and then it's dealing with the fallout, too. So I mean, there's um, – but I think being on those lists, it's either showing other people how um, you know, we're this great and – your project is no problem and it's just validity. You mentioned fallout. What kind of fallout do you think could come from being on a list like this? Well, I mean, not to uh, go back to where what Brock was talking about, but I mean, you have, you know, whether it's just getting hit with a ton of advertisement from other vendors trying to sell to you, um, you know, or people trying to be me too, or, um, or just people looking like almost like patent trolls, but um, just business trolls, just looking to start trouble. And everybody wants to help you when you're growing, but as soon as you're big, they have no problem tearing you down. All right, yeah, I think there are a couple of um, uh, a couple of things about the list uh, that are really positive. One is that uh, of the fifty companies on that list, I don't think there's a bad one among them. Uh, and it is great to see. <laughs> oh, are you saying there's one? Well, um, you know, Tom Barry's on the list, so let's, you know. Oh, that's true. Um, I, I kid because I love uh, It's great to see uh, companies who are consistently growing in the audiovisual business. Yeah. We are all in the AV business, and we all make our living from it. Um, we have a sense that the market is growing. We know our own business is growing. Um, and, uh, you know, we're struggling to have enough people to do, uh, take care of all the opportunities that are presented to us, but I'm, uh, I'm really thrilled to see the consistent growth 
um, from companies that have been here a long time. Uh, it's uh, been in the in the business a long time. It's fantastic. Well, and the other thing is, yeah. go ahead, Sean. I, I was just like to echo what Brock was saying. That that was my uh, first inclination is going down a list and looking at the year over year growth from 2015. And what that really is highlighting is how um, critical AV uh, technology is becoming into the end customers we're selling into. It's mission critical now in corporate, education, government, hospitality, large venue. I mean, it's, it's a great testament to that fact and um, that we're in an, a, an industry that's actually growing um, as a result of some great technologies coming to market and great ways that we're delivering that technology. So that's, that's really reassuring. Well, and what I was going to say to that is, is you look, I, I was, when I said that I wasn't surprised, I wasn't because if you look at the list last year and the, look, the list this year, it's awfully close, mm-hmm. right? All of these companies, all 50 of them and, and, and the ones that, that, that chose not to be on, have grown over year to year. So it's not like some somebody has, has fallen off because of lack of business. All of us you know, have, in the industry have grown over this last year. And it, it actually, it's a really good thing to see, and it's a really positive thing to see. Absolutely. All right. Uh, last story here, guys. And um, three, a little bit of a curveball. The, uh, this came to us from a, a guy by the name of Chris Bianche. And if you don't know Chris uh, and his company, Chris is a, is a great guy. Uh, I met him two or three years ago at uh, the AV Executive Conference. He wrote a piece for a commercial integrator called Three Secrets to Building Lifelong Customers. I'm not going to get you. Know, he, he gives the list, and I'll let you read the piece, and we'll put a link on it. But I want to ask each of you in turn, um, as you are talking with customers and as you are developing these relationships, and Sean, we'll start with you on this, how do you do that, right? How do you look at at a client and over their life, you know, they continue to come back to you, Sean, but also Mm -hmm. you, AMX, over and over again? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. It's not three things. It's really two, in my opinion. It's delivering great experiences that are adding value, right? It's business value. And so when you look at, like, let's take, for instance, in the corporate market, going back to the, how mission-critical AV technology is, if we're truly delivering productivity and increasing utilization of real estate, we're adding real business value. But, and there's lots of ways to do that. But in, in, in our opinion, you've got to deliver, and I'm sure everybody shares this, you've got to deliver an exceptional user experience, right? And that's from installation, how it's used and then how it's managed. And that's absolutely key, which is becoming more and more and more, as we all know about software. Um, The hardware is gonna continue to commoditize over time. Um, There's still a lot of value in the hardware today, but it's really in the software experiences that you're delivering around that. Um, And if you create a great experience, a customer's gonna go, great, hey, you know what? I had this problem and I went to this this, uh, uh, supplier to solve this problem and I had a great experience, I'm gonna go back. And the, the opposite is true. You, you deliver a bad experience, and guess what? They're going to look around a little bit. And we all live in the technology world, and I know all of us have faced challenges with new cutting-edge technologies and having to go in and support those. So then it's how you, it's how you support that customer through those technology challenges when they have them. Um, and we've got customers where we've had, you know, technology challenges in the past where we've, you know, explored new technology. But if you're there to support that customer and, and, and hold their hand through the entire process and, and resolve those issues, then they do come back, even though they might have had a negative experience. So I guess there is three things. There's the support side, too, when things don't go right. Right. So. But that's a huge, you know, that, that's a huge issue. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and, 
not for nothing. Um, I, I had a fair amount of, of experience with Harmon, but not a lot. So when they bought you, that was a concern. Right. Is is whether or not that support structure was, and, and, and I'm happy to say that it was, and, and it continued. Uh, but yeah, that was a huge part um, of any time. You, you, you have new management, you have new ownership, whether or not that support structure is still going to be there. Right. Reed, right. Same, same same question with you. You know, how do you how do you maintain and keep customers, and keep them happy? I think the, yeah, I think the couple of things is the you know what they want to know what to expect. They want to know what to expect from support. They want to know what to expect from the user experience. Um, and you know, the second thing is really the consistency in that delivery. So if they like the um, you know the experience, the pre-sale and post-sale. Uh, support um, if that's consistent and it's it goes with your, your values as a business and or as a person um, you want that wants to be very consistent and then if, you know a fair fair price for that value that you receive. So. All right, Mr. McGinnis, you're going to have the last word on this. How do you how do you keep customers and keep them happy, sir? <sighs> well, <laughs> that is the challenge, isn't it? Um, well, I'm asking because you've done it for so long. So, well, uh, I have done it for so long and uh, am very grateful to have a lot of long-term relationships uh, with clients. And I think mostly it's um, uh, it's just when somebody needs something, uh, you have to be there to help. And, and it doesn't matter whether it's a $50 thing, a $500 thing, or a $500,000 thing. Uh, you still have to be there to help. And the... Um, customer needs to know that you value them. When I walk into one of my local uh, shops on the street where I live, whether it's my local Starbucks or my butcher shop, um, and somebody says, hey, how can I help you today, Brock? Um, and they know me and they look me in the eye and they give me a smile, that makes me feel good and that's a reason for me to go back there. We have to have the same um, the same approach in corporate uh, B2B, in institutional sales. Uh, people don't do business with companies. People do business with people. And, and it is very much about that relational um, commitment to, hey, I got to take care of you. Uh, I got to take care of you. I don't like doing business with AMX. I like doing business with some people at AMX who are great and they're really helpful. Um, yeah, sorry, sorry, Sean. We have an I'm sorry. That's awesome. But, but there are there are great people that have been there a long time, and and then there are new people, you know, and they have the advantage of looking in the CRM system and going, "Wow, you guys have done business with us for a long time." I like that. Uh, that's you know, it. The, there's no rocket science here, Tim. Um, it, it is. Take, it's a relationship. Take care of whatever people need. All right. Well, we'll, we will end on that. Uh, Thank you guys so much. Reed, thank you so much, sir. How do people find you? Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry, what was it? How do people find you or your website or your company? Oh, they can go to uh, Traxio.com, which is T-R-X-I-O.com. And uh, just a good plug-in. We have a lot of different integrations. So we're providing integrations for integrators. No, I like that. All right. Very good. All right, Mr. Robinson. How do what uh, what what is uh, how do people find you? How about that safest way so I can ask today, that? So uh, today, HarmonPro.com 
amx.com uh, is still out there of course it will be out there for a very long time but uh yeah a lot of great work's been go going on in addition to bringing the product lines together is bringing our digital properties together so harmonpro.com still a work in process um but uh i'm sorry pro.harmon.com but you can do harmonpro.com and it'll, it'll hit so but yeah come check us out there All as right. we bring these things together all right very good and mr mcginnis thank you sir uh, always a pleasure, Tim. Um, great to uh, meet some new people on your show today. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, The industry is full of great people. Um, you can, of course, find me uh, at Brock McGinnis on Twitter. Uh, I'm at westbury.com uh, if you uh, ever happen to be in the Toronto area. Uh, and uh, generally, you know, wherever AV people hang out. Yeah, very good. Uh, my name is Tim Albright. Don't don't follow me on the Twitters, but go by the website avnation.tv, avnation.tv. You will find this program, a host of others. Uh, we have a brand new uh, social uh, show that just posted, a new ed tech that posted. And we are debuting, actually today, uh, today, Friday, December 2nd, a brand new show called ITAV. Uh, it is a look at the AV space through the glasses of the IT professional. Uh, two really great folks that came on, um, uh, a, a former Cisco uh, employee that now works for Atlas IED and uh, the CTO of a college uh, campus system up in Northern California talking about the IT space and AV. Check that out. Also, uh, thank you all so much for everybody who nominated people for the very first annual um, Aviation Awards. Those have been tabulated, and by the time this uploads and is posted on Monday, the voting process for it will be up and live. At least that's what my webmaster tells me. So uh, starting on the 5th of December through the end of the month and uh, sometime around the first of the year, we will announce the winners for that. So check that out. All of that you can find at the website avnation.tv, avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. This has been AV Week. <laughs>